Today's show is brought to you by Bogart Extractors, an industry leader in hydrocarbon extraction. Over the last decade, Bogart has implemented many new technologies, which have helped to revolutionize the way hydrocarbon extractions are performed. Each unit is made with sanitary stainless steel and is built and tested right here in the USA. Their certified system for use in licensed facility meet all NFPA and ASME standards and undergo peer-reviewed by third-party engineers to ensure facilities and its employees can operate safely. Beyond simply making a functional extractor, Bogart has many additional features which make extraction faster and more cost-effective compared to other manufacturers. These features include hydrocarbon failing films to supercharge evaporation rates, heavy-duty explosion-proof pumps for flammable liquids and vapors, industrial chillers capable of maintaining large tanks of solvent at temperatures below 60 Celsius. They also offer extensive tech support and consultation services. So whether you need to set up an extraction lab from scratch or you just need some replacement gaskets, Give them a call at 855-553-3887 or check out their website at www.bogart.com. Welcome to The Hemp Show, the show that gives you access to the world of wholesale hemp, from raw materials to finished goods and everything in between. I'm your host, Mark Ristelli. The O'Cannabis Conference and Expo returns to Toronto June 1st through the 3rd, and there are still good booth locations available. This exciting event is free for cannabis retailers and will feature Tommy Chung receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award at the O'Cannabis Industry Awards. For more information about exhibiting or to register to attend, go to ocannabis.com. That's O-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-Z.com. Next up, we have another friend of mine. And that's uh, Jessica Ferranti with STM Canna. With a background in early stage B2B startups from concept to revenue, Jessica joined STM Canna in 2017 to begin developing efforts to drive sales, marketing, and strategic market penetration. As EVP and Chief Revenue Officer and a board member, Jessica and her team's work is centered around design and marketing safe, uh, eco-conscious cannabis equipment for commercial growers and processors with the benefit of helping to contribute to the industry's overall legitimacy through technology. Jessica and I actually met about two to three years ago on the set of the marijuana show. It was a very interesting experience, but I have to say one of the best things that came out of it was I made some good friends and Jessica is one of them. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Jessica. I'm excited to see how far STM has come since we first met. Awesome, thank you, Mark. Uh, Just to do a quick introduction myself. Hi, everybody, I'm Jessica, nice to meet you. Uh, Quick prerequisite, uh, they are working on my roof as of right now. (laughs) So you might hear a little bit of of, of playing some drums upstairs, Uh, please (laughs) please disregard. Totally fine. I, uh, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I've also watched Can Trade, you know, go over the years and and, and um, just seeing how many different things have been developing over time has been so exciting, uh, especially in the cannabis space too, where it seems like we're such a big industry, but really we're so tight knit in so many ways. Uh, so just to see others grow is is a really you know wonderful thing. 
right? Uh, At some point, everybody meets everybody. It's, it, it's exactly. At least a, a familiar face, right? Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, thanks uh, again for having me. So a little bit about myself. Thank you for the introduction as well. Uh, so I started uh, out as a patient uh, way before there, there were legal patients in, <laughs> in the space. Um, I've been medicating for over just about 13 years now. So I always had a passion in, in general, you know, for the industry um, before I even thought there would be one. Uh, once I had the opportunity to sort of, sort of dive in and understand more of the potential of the industry, of course, I, I, I jumped right in. Uh, one of the first companies I worked with uh, was really centered around recruiting in the space and sort of gearing towards helping businesses find the right candidates in a space where, of course, it's difficult to do so. Nowadays, we have um, wonderful companies like Banks and, and others who help recruit. That alone led me to truly seeing um, the industry for what it could be. And I just knew that that's where I wanted to be permanently. So through different you know, connections, I was introduced to STM Canna, and that's where I've been uh, for about three years now. Uh, STM basically started off where um, it was just a concept. The, the main founder of the company, Jason, um, had been approached uh, from, I think about, from about 2016 to 2017 or so, he was approached in a few different local growers in Washington who were just looking for more uh, commercially viable equipment. Uh, everything in the space was really geared towards like smaller dispensaries. Um, nothing was really safe and following sort of like the federal um, safety protocols and, and stuff like that that you want to see in the industry. And just by sort of evaluating uh, the one initial product, which was the rosin press that he created, and evaluating where the space was going, um, he immediately just saw the you know the the need to start building other equipment, you know, to help growers and processors in the industry. Uh, so all in all, we start with the rosin press, and we've continuously developed more and more products in order to again right fill that gap, not just for large scale growers and those that are trying to uh, be cost efficient but again, to lend legitimacy to the space. Uh, the whole point behind that is right now, I think everyone for the last few years has been really comfortable, um, you know, using different equipment they're sourcing from other countries, uh, building their own. And I think a big part that tends to be missed when building out facilities and, and um, trying to be compliant is the equipment piece. And as we do start to gear ourselves towards potential federal legalization, I think we're going to start to see a lot of companies that are going to be in some way scrambling in order to become legitimate, uh, redoing their facilities, looking not just to expand and find, again, more cost efficient ways of producing, but ensuring that the products they're offering um, are safe for consumers, right, um, are meeting federal standards and are enabling um, you know, the industry to understand that we should be building ourselves and our, um, our image around like food and beverage, the pharmaceutical space, as much as we, of course, don't want to be tied to them in any way, right? Uh, that's, that's really what STM was born around, uh, was wanting to create that legitimacy through technology and, and different processing solutions.
Excellent. Well, I, I really want to know, I mean, I know quite a bit, but I'd really like you to tell everybody specifically about the equipment. I mean, some sure. of the cool, crazy features that it can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. You guys a little bit of a review of what we do here. Yeah, so as I mentioned, we started out with a, a basic rosin press. Uh, really, again, it was just a bunch of small growers coming to us trying to get something um, that can help them just, again, produce more efficiently. We found pretty quickly that there are so many other products in the space that are geared towards um, really home growers and that aren't um, supplementing these larger like multi-state operators and, and companies that are in GMP facilities. And as we grew, we recognized one other major issue, which is that a lot of the equipment that's being built in the space is sort of just being built out of uh, the engineer's mind of what needs to be built. But really what we found is that if we just listen to our customers and we just hear them out in, in terms of feedback, in terms of their needs, in terms of what they're going to be uh, need to plan for as they grow uh, as a company, then we can uh, really identify the challenges and build solutions around that versus just guessing what we think we should put on the market. So we started out with the Ross and Press, which is really our, our first dive in. A um, little bit about our company. Today we serve over, I guess we started out in Washington. We now serve over 30 states in the U.S., uh, nine provinces across Canada, and on top of that, we started to go international. So we're working with companies from Israel to Australia, uh, starting to help some companies out um, in uh, the UK. We have a couple of huge medical product uh, projects, excuse me, that are being built out in South America and Colombia. We're really gearing towards that too. And one of the other places I'm really excited about personally is Israel. Uh, as many of you guys probably know, Israel's like the medical cannabis capital of the world, right? And what I found very quickly in having conversations with uh, folks over there is that they see the same issues um, that we see in the States as far as like a lack of like OSHA compliant, safe equipment. They see the same problems over in Israel. So now we're expanding there and starting to see a lot of people uh, in a you know federally legal place start to see the benefits of using something that might be years in advance uh, years in advance, um, kind of like, um, that's the best way of putting it, uh, like planning years in advance for potential um, legislation, right, that could affect what you have in your facility. So we have four uh, main products right now. We have our Rocketbox 2.0 for your own machine. We have the Mini Rocketbox Plus. We have the Revolution Grinder, and we offer pre-rolled cones. Uh, we've been around for about three years now. We have uh, quite a bit more products uh, on the horizon. Our real big focus thus far has again been um, centering our products around continuous improvement of things that already exist, again, like pre-machines and grinders, um, but also improving the physical machine itself. Uh, instead of just focusing on putting something new out there, we want to hear feedback and build the machines continuously to work better for what our customers' needs are. Uh, Jessica, can you go back to that screen real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to highlight two points here real fast. Uh, the Rocketbox 2.0, 453 pre-rolled cones in 60 seconds. It's crazy. And That's then right. even the look at the mini Rocketbox, 143 pre-rolled cones in 45 seconds. 
I mean, these are, these are some awesome processing machines. It's great. Thank you, Mark. What the image you're actually seeing as my background is the rocket box with about 453 joints. Oh, it's That's the giant cool. rocket box, right? With the, with the giant joints. Is that? Yeah. And <laughs> awesome. again, thank you guys for bearing with me. I'm a little nervous because I, I keep hearing them above me knocking. So don't, yeah. don't even worry about them. We barely, we barely hear them. We've heard them a few times, but just who cares? We're I think it's honestly scaring me a little bit more than it is you guys. So yeah, it's probably a lot louder there. Through any moment. <laughs> awesome. All right. So yeah, a little bit about uh, our first machine. Uh, shortly after seeing that the rosin press was more of like a niche product that was really geared towards like the Washington and Colorado space uh, back in 2017, we started to realize that the biggest gap in terms of processing and, and production was really pre-roll joints. I think the biggest misconception in general when it comes to pre-rolls is that uh, the machine doesn't matter. It's the, the labor in terms of closing the joints that really, you know, is, takes the, um, the biggest hit to your overhead and expenses. And that's absolutely true, right? The, the hand twisting and folding and fixing the joints is definitely one of the most time consuming pieces. However, if the joints are produced properly in the machine from the get-go, then you're reducing quite a few steps from the point of producing and filling and packing the joints to closing. So a good example would be uh, in most machines in the market prior to the rocket box being launched, you know, you don't have much customization. Uh, you can't adjust settings, for example, to work with different strains, different densities, uh, different resin contents and cannabinoid contents. Uh, and every single material can certainly with all those different variables, pack in a joint differently. So as opposed to just focusing on building a machine like the rocket box and just getting really excited about the amount of pre-rolls it does per, you know, per 60 seconds or 45 seconds, we really started to build it around how we can reduce uh, the other bottlenecks in the process. And so that's sort of how the rocket box has evolved in into this 2.0 version. So Jessica, uh, we're getting we're getting toward the end of of fifteen minutes now. I want to make sure we have time for just at least a few questions. Uh, yeah. Luckily, we're not necessarily strapped to fifteen minutes because one of the benefits of going last is you know we don't have somebody coming up next. Um, but I, I I wanted to halt you there real quick because um, you know you mentioned the how it how it helps companies and and as far as speed and time and so on. Now um, I'm curious specifically about. Uh, how something like the rocket box as uh, a piece of manufacturing equipment would, you know, would and will specifically help hemp or marijuana companies uh, stay competitive. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually the next point I was going to touch on, which is the, the quality factor. Uh, so to be brief on that end, basically most pre machines in the market work the same exact way. They drop material down into the cone, immediately begin packing, and then you have to take the joint out and you know fix it for material in or out pack it down a little bit further and then close in our machine we have proprietary technology that's actually vibrating the material in um, different varying frequencies which in lamest terms mark basically just means that instead of the material dropping down all at once and then packing wherever it sits the material starts to actually vibrate in even layers down into the cone before it begins packing so interesting the toughest part in the space is being competitive and you can have 
the best flower on the market. You can be a craft cultivator, have the best hemp or marijuana, but if the joint is um, needing to be relit every two seconds or it's falling limp, uh, it's not drawing properly, the, the beauty of the plant that you've grown has severely been diminished by the uh, method of consumption, you know, from the, um, uh, the person right. smoking it. So it, it ultimately, it, it creates a bad experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to keep doing that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good the product is. If, if you have to keep relighting the joint, you're just not having a good time. Now, yeah. one, one thing I'd love to see, I mean, this is just a suggestion, but I'd love to see a, like a clear joint and like slow-mo of what you were talking about, because that sounds really cool. Seeing the, the different layers, you know, of the particles kind of build on top of each other as they vibrate down. That sounds awesome. And that sounds, that sounds like it's going to make a killer product. Yeah. You know, the, the best way to think of it, Mark, is like Tetris. If you drop all your pieces down at the same time, you had, end up having those empty air gaps, right? So if you're trying to like picture something in your mind, that's really the best way of picturing it. As, as opposed to dropping it all down, all your pieces at once, you have that nice, even fill throughout. And that will lend to a ton of competitive advantage simply because even if your pre-roll material is less than your competitor, you're going to have more people coming back and you'll have ongoing uh, customer retention if the person's having a positive experience from the get-go. Right. And, I, and I'm guessing, um, you know, just with the sheer volume and consistency of the joints, as opposed to, say, other systems, I mean, when you, when you go and look at, say, 10,000, creating 10,000 joints, those joints are going to be uniform across the board. So they're all going to have that, that same, you know, experience or customer experience. And that customer can expect that every time they purchase your joint. So no, that's, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. It's like, it's like McDonald's, right, Mark? You don't want to go to uh, to McDonald's. And I don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> and bad, bad example. <laughs> Fair. You go to fast food restaurant, you go to your favorite restaurant, whatever it may be, right? You go back, you order the same dish, you want to get the same thing. If every time you order, you're getting a totally different product, it starts to beat up your brand. So consistency and quality um, are two key factors. Consistency being the part that a lot of people tend to forget about as something that does lend to uh, customer retention. Excellent. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, STMs come come a long way. This is, this is great. Uh, definitely love to have you on sometime again soon, especially because we're going to be doing this every month. So this is, this is going to be really fun. This is just going to build and grow. Very excited. Thank you so much. Again, thanks for bearing with me and my, my stress of, of them falling you, off my roof you or worried, something. <laughs> you're worried about the noise above you way more than we even heard it. So it was, it was okay. great. Um, so if you'd good. like to, to connect it. with Jessica or STM Canna, you can definitely do that. Just go ahead and click the add to network button and, and you can find their products on their wholesale menu. Once again, you can purchase them directly right there. You can ask questions, you can submit offers, you can do all the above. Uh, but overall, I mean, that, that wraps up today's hemp show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. 
Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.